You're listening to Galaxy of Film. Alright, and welcome back to the random episode of Galaxy of Film. I'm, of course, your host, Max. I'm joined with none other than my good friend, Alex, from Drinking the Movies. How are you doing, man? I'm doing alright, man. Excited to be back for another Carpenter double feature. That is right. That is right. Hell yeah, man. We're, we're doing this week some more Carpenter stuff. Um, this is a follow-up episode from our Escape from New York episode and The Thing we did earlier this year. Um, we're talking Escape from L.A. and Big Trouble in Little China. Finally, dude. But this is been months in the making a long time it really has i I was the one who said we need to do escape from la yeah you were i I, you took some convincing (laughs) but you know you paired it with a carpenter classic yeah it's also again another kurt russell double feature force too so well i mean that it kind of just thematically makes sense he did a lot of stuff with russell in the 80s and Mm -hmm. 90s so yeah it just works out dude it just works out hell yeah i'm convinced I'm convinced that the two Escape movies, we wouldn't have Kurt Russell and Tarantino movies. Oh, oh, 100%, dude. 100%. But um, also introducing to the show this week, it's been a hot minute since he's been on. I couldn't even tell you what the last episode was, honestly. I think maybe the... Sopranos feature movie. Yeah, yeah. I think the Many Saints of Newark or something like that from last year. It was so funny. None of us uh, had any consistent take on it. Some were like, that's the worst. (laughs) I was like, it's forgettable. And the others were like... Danilo was like, I don't know what happened, but I kind of like it. It's great. <laughs> Stop slandering Many Saints of Newark. Oh, go fuck yourself, Alex. Jesus Christ. You, you tell me to do that, that at least one. Max, that's your one time this episode. You do it once an episode. There, you got it out the way. There we go. But anyways, we have Cam Sully from the Jacked Up Reviews show. <laughs> How are you doing, man? I always delight where you've been taking on so many unusual franchises and can't wait for October. It's nonstop Halloween. Yeah, dude. Hell Rick's yeah. Hell yeah. And I recently made an appearance on your podcast as well, discussing some yes, Ice-T stuff. Um, link well down below. Yeah, dude. Ice-T's fucking great. Hell yeah. Yep. Link down below for that episode over on his show. And also, our friends over at uh, SWAU, the Star Wars Autograph Universe, just secured Ice-T as a signer. So link down below to their website as well. Shout out oh, to wow. Andy and their team, you know. Good people. Good shit over there. But, um, yeah, for our listeners, this is also a bit of a weird episode. This is a pre-recorded one. This is one in the tank for us to go ahead and just kind of throw up whenever we need to. Um, so we're not going to be going over the news this week or stream of the week or the shows. This is just the two films, so it will be a bit shorter than our normal episodes. But you know what? Fuck it. We're here to talk to these Carpenter <laughs> films. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So, um, Alex, let's go ahead and start with Escape from L.A., dude. Um, All right, I don't know, it's all it's your show. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to say something very like a news breaking announcement for a second, dude. Uh, no, only that the fact of we're getting closer to Don't Worry Darling killing Harry Styles acting career. That's the only piece of news I got for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Our listeners have already heard that episode by now. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh fuck. Um, how many years after Escape from New York is this, Alex? Uh this so this Impulsive. came out. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a solid fifteen years mm-hmm. post Escape from L Escape from New York. This was almost a, this was not on the forefront of Carpenter's mind. He did not want to make a sequel originally. Okay, okay. But 
in fact, it's, be, it's partially because the bit of history. It's partly because of the failure of Big Trouble in Little China at the box office that he did eventually make Escape from L.A. Oh, interesting. Because, well, because at the time, Escape, uh, Big Trouble was a very big failure for 20th Century Fox back when they were their own studio. Mm-hmm. So he Still so really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> he he was about the only one at the time. Like it got good reviews, but the box office was not there because it's a weird movie. It is. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, but it for history's sake. Okay. For history's sake. Okay. Yeah, that that's really the whole reason Escape from L.A. exists. And honestly, dude, um, to be a bit blunt, like this is more or less the same movie, but uh, a couple some actual actions going on in this film, some actual events compared to the first one. Hey, there's um, there's stuff that happens in the. Listen to that episode, guys. You you can hear us talk about that fucking movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Max hates John Carpenter. No, I That's love John Carpenter. Here. Danilo hates him, dude. That's why he's on this fucking episode. <laughs> well, yeah, because none of us on the John Carpenter movie. As long as it's not the Ward with Max's least favorite Amber. Okay, okay, we're okay. Yeah, we're, we're all gonna get <laughs> See what I did if, if, if we say she who will not be named's name, we all get kicked from the podcast and it gets chunked immediately. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, this is years later. Um, more shit's gone down with a different president. His daughter has decided to basically flip the fucking script and become a terrorist for God's sakes. Um, yeah. she has a world-ending device. Basically, um, ends up getting trapped on L.A., which has been, again, kind of fenced off like New York into this super prison because of earthquakes. Um, it's now like L.A. Island or something, or Isle L.A. or whatever they call it. Um, yeah, dude, and the president's daughter is stuck here with, what was the, the terrorist's name? I forget uh, his name. Cuervo? Cuervo? Uh, Cuervo. Cuervo, okay. <laughs> Cuervo Jones. Yeah, I thought, we were, I thought you said Quave. I'm thinking of Migos. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, that'd probably be a better thing to think about than Escape from L.A. Oh. 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 Go, keep going with You're the recap, Alex. I'm, the I'm the All right. So, um, first, there's a massive earthquake strikes Los Angeles. That's how it becomes Los Angeles Island. Then it jumps to 2013. Back then, that's like 20 years in the future. So... Then we get reintroduced back to the man himself, Snake Plissken. And he, of course, again, is facing charges for a series of crimes. And Max, do you want to guess what they do to offer him a pardon for his crimes? Stacy hmm. King to Mike Hammer himself. No, that's not. I, do, do they give him a, an offer to become pardoned by working for the government doing some shady shit? Yes, they do. Whoa. Come on down. Why? I know it's a major twist from the first one. Why else call it a government? <laughs> Wait, are you telling me he gets a tracking wristband again? He he does indeed. <laughs> if you get the third one, you get the special door prize. <laughs> <laughs> but now yeah. this movie is almost exactly a copy and paste. The only difference is he had a lot more Carpenter had a lot more money to make it. This is literally the exact same movie. He gets to this island. They're shady creatures. This time we have, you know, people like uh, Steve Buscemi and Peter Fonda and Bruce Campbell as the Don't weirdos. Instant Row from Star Trek, uh, Michelle Forbes. 
Yep, mm-hmm. and also <laughs> the classiest lady in all of cinema, Pam Greer. Yes, sir. Yeah. She she has a she I'll admit she has a great role in this. Mm-hmm. So it's even it's some of the same uh, stuntmen from Big Trouble are in this, including the Fu Manchu guy. That oh. does not Carpenter the guy has in the wings. Mm-hmm. He has a loyalty for his crew. Like if you're on him for one movie and you don't make him mad, you're probably going to be on several others. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good to good to know for myself. I'll go have to go ahead and uh, start applying. <laughs> it, well, I mean, he's going to be making a new movie soon, hopefully. But. Yeah, Escape from L.A. Nah. is almost exactly the same as Escape from New York in terms of plot. He gets the uh, president's daughter, he gets pardoned, he goes off, and presumably he does more crime stuff so he can do more shady government stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more or less, dude. I mean, you more told me to keep it brief, so... Yeah, no, that's more or brief. less. That's, that's Escape from L.A. Um, so, Alex, after we... we just, I think you even said it in the episode for Escape from New York... You are a fan of the sequel, correct? I am, but not because it's a good movie. Oh. Okay, okay. <laughs> Alright. I I love its weirdness. It's very out there. Carpenter finally got a sizable budget, and he goes balls to the wall with it in terms of the style. Yeah, I agree. I agree and on it, that, huh? It is one of the crazy... It feels like... It's not... It's not like Martin Scorsese with Wolf of Wall Street where he's coked up the entire time. It's more like Carpenter took took LSD said, I'm going to make some weird stuff with it. And he does it fantastically. It is insane to look at some of the images on screen. Some of The costume design is fantastic. And it's fun. It mm. is a lot of fun. And I think it honestly deserves more respect than it gets. But quality-wise... It's not up there with like his best, like Prince of Darkness, Halloween, The Thing, Escape from New York. It's not up there with his best. Okay, okay, um, okay. Yeah, I see where you're coming from, dude. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you just Aunt know Cam he's just ready Aunt... himself. <laughs> yeah, Max is about to. He he's either gonna love it or he's gonna hate it. Uh, well, I, I, as long as we agree that Secret of the Ooze is better. Oh, Secret well, of the Ooze is amazing, dude. That was exactly. I just talked about yeah. that last oh, okay. night on the podcast, We're actually. On the same page yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah, just As long as you don't watch movie. the third one, you're fine. Yeah. Just don't watch God. the third. God. Anyways, dude. Wait, there's a third Snake Plissken movie? Or are you talking Ninja Turtles? Not Ninja Turtles, dude. Ninja yeah. Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> no, if there was a third Snake Plissken movie, I'd know about it and I would have watched it 20 times. Oh, Gerard, calm down, dude. Calm down. Any, anything with Snake Plissken. Cam, you're you're a fan of the sequel, Escape from L.A., right? Correct. Okay, gotcha. How long? And I can respect anybody. I get it. It's either going to be too cheesy for one, or it's going to be a laid-back Sunday night TNT movie. Mm. What was the first time you watched the sequel? It played throughout the 2000s quite often on Sci-Fi Channel, and I saw it back-to-back with the first one, which was often airing on just regular antenna channels like Fox stations and they're both easy to get into movies. I like the Snake Plissken character. I can honestly say it's probably the first Kurt Russell movie I've actually seen where he wasn't a voice. You know, obviously, you know, there was Fox and the Hound and being the voice of Elvis and Forrest Gump, but mm-hmm. it was the first, like, of his serious movies along with his negative decision and thing where I'm like, okay. And Tombstone, I instantly understood. Okay, I get it. He, He's the go-to guy. When anyone's not watching something with Sylvester Stallone, Val Kilmer, or Harrison exactly. Ford, all these other 
everyday man tough guys uh shout out to action movie book club they did a fun special on their favorite action star they had both kurt russell and michael bean they talked about both of them the entire episode check it out but oh, sweet. you know like nice. you say Pliskin is just an intriguing character in that you know he's so popular he inspired solid snake in the metal Gear solid games he it was kind of a pre-diehard thing just have this ex-con it doesn't matter what he's done but he's basically you can kind of infer he's in jail for just such bullshit reasons and being asked by government officials to go do the impossible do retrievals since he seems to be very good at breaking into stuff and stealing stuff <laughs> mm-hmm. why not hire him to do an impossible mission it's a low risk I mean, don't have to pay him <laughs> i don't know if i'd say he's in jail for bullcrud reasons I mean, he, he he is kind of a violent person, dude. <laughs> like, well, what what what, did the, what were the offenses they listed? I don't recall. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you; they're so inconsequential, I don't remember. Okay, Come let's on, just say Alex, don't should... make an argument without backing it up. Dude. But it, let's be honest. You, no, dude. I thought okay, you could so screenshots of fucking. Let's just let's say be, you he can shot watch five bank cards. Let's just say that for sake of argument. Okay, yeah, sure, that's shitty, but it's pretty minuscule compared to. Know, killed. I don't know someone in your family or was a rapist. I don't think he did anything that sketchy. You know. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think he did anything that sketchy though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I th- I'm not. I'm not I wouldn't say he's here, a terrorist, but he's definitely a bank robber. You know? I'm, I'm a podcast sort. host, not a legal judge. Jesus Christ, guys. No, legal <laughs> advice is our is our late night. Uh, show. Yeah, that's that's the late uh, night show, yeah. <laughs> Legal <laughs> That's what LFG's for, yeah. Bliskin and order, I'd watch it. Um dude, yeah, man. So Escape from New York is one of those Carpenter movies where looking back on it months later after we've talked on the podcast, I like it less and less actually. Um It's all good. Is watching what? Yeah, I like it less and less. I genuinely like. I don't want. I have no desire to watch that movie ever again. I think after looking back <laughs> on it, um, popping in Escape from LA, dude. I was almost like regretting wanting to do this episode because I was like, "Fuck, I gotta watch this thing." Like this is not how I want to spend my Thursday afternoon. <laughs> and I popped it in. I fucking love this, dude. This is weird as shit. Um. People this is so much about the dodgy submarine CGI. I'm like, it's barely on screen, and it's the 90s, so of course it's going to be dated. I don't think that's a good, legit reason to dislike something unless it's in every single frame. No, I agree on that. Yeah, CGI. yeah. And like, dude. if you're, it better better be an annoying talking monkey or just very unconvincing lips moving. If you're going to say bad CGI, <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Unconvincing um, plane copter crash in a pivotal scene. There better be something that just takes you out and makes you say, fuck this movie, you know, <laughs> instead of, oh, submarine that lasts five seconds on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex, you're right, dude. I, this is, like, great because it's terrible. I don't know how or why this isn't a sequel from Escape from New York, but I wish um, this was the first movie. It's like a part remake, so they kind of did an Evil Dead 2 where it follows yeah, the first one. Yeah, kind of almost, dude. It, it's, it's fucking based- wild. We have a motorcycle chase scene that's like Mad Max, which meets the parade scene from Animal House. 
that turns into a, <laughs> a western standoff. And freaking Steve Buscemi still in Mr. Pink mode. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. With the great commentary hey, on plastic car. surgery <laughs> in California. Uh, <laughs> we have the Elvira-looking woman who is straight up, like, just throwing cooch at Snake. And he mm-hmm. curves her hard as fuck just saying the future is now before walking yeah. away with his back turned to her. I didn't um, know the surgeon was Bruce Campbell for the longest time. Oh, so good, dude. Um, yeah, they apparently had the same stunt double, so it was, just, it was confusing on set at times. <laughs> the basketball sequence is weird as fuck. It's god-awful, but it's so yeah, terribly I bad I can laugh at it. it. Um, just for him to go fucking surfing yeah, and to high five this dude. Yeah, um, surfing, man. And then he, ha- he has the Ewok gliders. They're mm-hmm. gliding around with the exact same fucking Ewoks, or the gliders from Return of the Jedi, and they go to Disneyland, and the fucking 1966 Batmobile is in the background just chilling there in Disneyland, dude. Um, yeah. This movie makes no fucking sense, but I liked it a lot. <laughs> I really loved it, dude. Um, was there anything you considered just as, as the first one, but it's not deep. Yeah, dude, for me, the pacing's better in this one, too. This gives me... You know how we talked about this, Alex, in the first episode for New York? Um, the mystery of Snake. That's why, that's why you found him interesting, because we don't get his backstory. We keep hearing all this stuff about him, whatever. Anyone else would seem just like a bland muscle man, and he just always is able to echo that on screen somehow. Yeah, but, like, that didn't work for me in New York. I didn't give a fuck about that. In L.A., really? it works, because Damn. now I've actually seen Snake do some stuff, finally. And so, yeah, so it makes sense that the, you were going to care more about him in the sequel. The first one, he's literally, like, supposed to be almost a John Wick-style character. Yeah, dude, his, and what I'm saying his... is the sequel, I'm hats, hats off for it, dude, because it made me give a fuck about this bland-ass character. <laughs> I don't think he's bland at all. I still don't. In New York, I think he is, but I like him in this one, dude. Well, we've it's established cool. that your thoughts in, on New York are wrong. He, dude, so. he reminds me of Stallone's Cobra in this movie. Ooh. That's high praise, actually. And I really like Cobra is a cinematic classic. <laughs> Cobra's badass, dude. It's a trashy badass movie. It didn't seem well, um, hey, Kurt there's Russell nothing getting wrong. this almost like Blade-style leather outfit was fucking dope. I he does have a cool blade outfit, and it was two years before. That's the crazy part. Um, the, I consider Pliskin more of a John Matrix from Commando type. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is this is legitimately a Terminator Two situation. He finally got a big budget, and this <laughs> this is what Escape from New York would have been if they had given him the money at the time. If only, dude. If fucking only. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Alex, is there anything about this movie you don't like? Besides everything. (laughs) (laughs) He clearly hates everything about it. Really? I clear No, I I appreciate this movie. I do. Do I think it's a as good of a movie as New York? Absolutely not. Mm. I think New York is much more of a slow burn. It's has a lot more tension in it. Here, like you know Pliskin's gonna survive. They're not gonna kill him off. So there's no question on whether he's going to make it or not. No, I, I disagree, yeah. dude. I didn't know. I, I knew he was going to survive in the I first one because it got a fucking sequel. <laughs> I thought we were going to get a Ghost of Mars type ending where it's like, damn, almost everyone died. <laughs> dude, I really, I, I'd be okay with Escape from Earth still. 
I want that now. Maybe maybe that's the new movie John Carpenter's trying to make. But he's been talking about this for years, dude. That's the only reason and I knew about it. He's also been saying he doesn't care anymore. So yeah, that's like, true too. But anyways, it's, it's, keep going. You can't trust always what John Carpenter's going to say, but for the most part, I, my biggest issues with the script. Okay. I mean, like they, they, it's really surface level. Like I'm not expecting like great character development or you anything mean in the surfing movie. Surfing level. <laughs> yeah, sorry, tough crowd. <laughs> oh boy! I, mean, you, <laughs> I picked the wrong night. Oh uh, nah, it's just. There's a lot of things that are just like the script is very weak here, and if we're being honest here, Peter Peter Fonda is very much phoning it in. Like he, this is a paycheck role for him. Oh, but he's been phoning it in since the '60s. No, <laughs> no. Donald Sutherland both are great actors who pretty much let them get high on set. They'll say the lines. I li- and I say that as a fan. But come on, this is not easy writer, Peter Fonda. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, he was still caring even in a good chunk of the 90s, I'd say. So, I mean, it. Okay, well, maybe Uli's gold a year later, but. <laughs> I don't think he needed to phone it in, but. Like, Kurt Russell seems to be the only person who's excited to be on camera. Like, yeah, whenever I can agree he's with on that. camera, like, he looks like he is just having a blast with this character. And that energy is infectious when you're watching it because you get excited when he's on screen. You get excited to see him do cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, plus, overall, this like, this isn't like Backdraft, which I commonly nickname First Draft. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> it's a terrible script. <laughs> no, uh, it's a bad script, but the movie's a classic. There's that... some good stunts and visual effects. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we're not talking about backdraft here. Backfire. Yeah. <laughs> draft. <laughs> are, are, are you done with your backdraft jokes? I mean, as it's long as wrong. we get to compliment Escape LA. Sure. Hey, I'm complimenting Escape from LA. I do like the movie. All right, I'm giving it a positive score. I just didn't, I'm just willing to admit that there are issues with it. It's fine. It's not even close to peak John Carpenter. But am I going to rewatch this like more than the thing? Absolutely. I have a lot more fun watching Escape from L.A. Oh, it's hilarious hearing you get defensive over John Carpenter, <laughs> especially for a man who was hated at the time and is loved now. I'll give you this: it's not they live level awesome. No. No, nothing will ever achieve that. Alex, what do you, what do you rate this movie, dude? <laughs> uh, Bespin. Okay. Cam, what are your final thoughts and your rating on Escape from L.A.? Just star level awesome. This is a what now? Star level awesome. Okay. What? I can't remember how you did the Star Wars plans. You said Bespin level, so... That's Bespin. <laughs> Bespin's a four out of five. Okay, how much is a Death Star? Blows out of the fucking water, dude. Okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I enjoyed the hell out of this one compared to Escape from New York. This will be my go-to. Um, this might be one of my favorite Carpenter movies now, honestly. This is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, dude. If we would were to get an Escape... You know, Escape the Earth, that third movie or whatever. That'd be Kurt Russell or Wyatt Russell, who's ever in it. That'd be dope. I'm here for it. Fuck it, dude. Fuck it. Kurt's not going to do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, uh, let's man. go ahead and talk our second film for this week, Alex. Uh, Big Trouble in Little China. The other yeah. film Kurt Russell did with uh, with Carpenter. Showdown Little Tokyo. <laughs> give me give me your recap on this one, dude, because I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know what the fuck I watch of this one. Oh, yeah. When I saw that text, I was like, yep, you experienced Big Trouble in Little China. That's- yeah. Yeah, I All did. right, so, as we know, Kurt Russell I think, plays a truck driver named Jack Burton. He wins a bet, and he picks up his friend's fiance that he's making sure falls through with a bet. Like, I mean, it's eventually moves into Chinatown, and it's very much a Asian-centered story, which at the time he's was not exist. Yeah. It was very much an East meets West thing. Mm. And it's, for a lot of the time, it's honestly a fish-out-of-water tale. Like, Kurt Russell is in a very different culture, a very different environment, and that's what a lot of this is, for the most part. Now, eventually does get into some more fantastical elements involving ghosts and a mystical emperor that they're that's trying to, like, eat their souls or something. Mm. <laughs> I guess, yeah. yeah it's, I don't know what the fuck they were trying to do. <laughs> well... It it gets very weird. It it goes a lot into Asian mythology, which is nice to see. And in the end, the hero wins. His friend marries his girlfriend, and that's it. And then uh, there's a little nice stinger at the end, showing that one of the bad guys actually lived and is stowed away on his truck. Yeah, dude. And then there's this random fucking dude just living in the Ghostbusters firehouse for some reason. Mm-hmm. That was that was a thing. Um, there's also this weird obsession with with women with green eyes as a part of this movie. That's a weird fetish. Um, yeah, dude. I, I wrote down here on on my notes. I was like, I don't even know how we got here. Where the fuck is this man's truck? <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, look the. If we're being honest here, I think this was th- th- this was Carpenter just trying to do anything he could to be like, all right, I'm gonna make some weird stuff. It, it, he's going crazy here. Yeah, dude, it's, it, it's odd because it's not a bad movie, too. Oh, dude, no, absolutely not. This is a iconic '80s movie for a reason. Yeah, man, it just because people have a guy crush on Kurt Russell. Well, yes, well, yes, but we're not going into that now. Otherwise, we'll be here for five hours because okay, Kurt Russell is awesome. Dude. I don't understand this movie at all. I've watched it the third time. Now we'll never watch it again because Showdown in Little Tokyo is better. I'm I'm glad I'm not Back alone to- here. That to someone who does not understand this fucking movie. <laughs> so I three times now. This movie <laughs> three fucking times. Yep, unfortunately. Okay, okay. How how old were you the first time you watched this? Is this also a childhood was, movie for you? I was a teen. I wanted anything that was Indiana Jones, Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. It has those elements, but boy, howdy. It ends so anticlimactic. <laughs> it did, and you know, you're right. You mentioned Indiana Jones. I got weird, like, Temple of Doom vibes from this at times, too. And I'm not sure how... I really don't feel good about The Rock saying he'll reboot it and slash do a sequel. I'm like, what? No. <laughs> what? That's a thing? Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Like, not you a good idea. You can't out Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell. It can't be done. Yeah. I just don't think he's bringing it. 
I just don't get what I get from Jack Burton like I get from Snake Plissken or even The Thing. <laughs> I I know, hard take. No, no, no. I think I think you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jack Burton here admittedly is not as fleshed out of a character as Snake Plissken. He's also not as intriguing. He's not as cool. He's very much... I want Tango and Cash level, Kurt Russell. <laughs> I'd say borderline bumbling for a lot of the movie. Like, he's playing catch-up for almost all of the movie. He is, and he looks cool on paper. Like, the poster with him in that white tank top holding the machine gun from a fucking big rig. It looks cool, dude. But, like, you're right. He is bumbling on screen for a good bit of this. To where kind of, like, almost de-heroizes him in a bit, you know? I agree, Alex. I agree. But continue? Um... For the most part, like I, I definitely share the sentiment of not understanding what this movie's about. <laughs> I, I, don't think core, I, I don't think anyone does, and I think that's kind of the beauty of it. I, th- I think that's one of the things that makes it great is because you can watch it like 20 times and not understand what's going on. And I think that there's that nice level of mysticism to it that leaves it open to a lot of interpretation. Okay. I mean, it, it's more yeah. a collage of images that are on screen that happen Before to have dialogue. David Lynch required you watch the movie five times to get it. <laughs> no, no. Lynch movies, you got to watch at least 25 times. Okay, oh, this is not Lynch. Okay. Dude, That's the number now. This is not Lynchian numbers, no. But, well, it's not as complex either. Like, it doesn't have any major themes about it. This is literally just a... Friendship. No, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if you really want to do that, but you could also say Sylvester Stallone's Over the Top is about fatherhood, so... It is, dude. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Immediately mentioned Stallone, and I just get all the hate. Yeah, God, Over the Top is so good, dude. For the longest well, time, I used to think this movie was a ripoff of Over the Top because of Jack Burton, Yeah, which I, is why I didn't watch it. And This is my first time watching, obviously. Um, I didn't want even have any interest in watching this until the Shout Factory at least came out, which is what I did watch for this. The 2K scan looks really good. Oh, mm. dude, I got the uh, set with the vinyl. Yeah, that's and a good release. Book. That is a nice set, dude. It's it's really. That's what I'm looking forward to the Halloween release as well. But um, Shout Factory's scan of this is incredible. It is. It looks nice. so good on Blu-ray. It is, man. And I mean. That's one of the joys of this movie is its visual appeal. I would say that's the only enjoyment out of this movie because I don't know what the fuck happened. I think the script is... It's very chaotic, which is cool. I think this is a fun... Yeah, exactly. What fucking script, dude? I think it's literally John Carpenter wrote weird and put on a piece of paper and that's the script. Like, I enjoy what I see, but nothing makes sense in this movie, in my opinion. But that... To me, that... That's actually part of... That's part of the fun. And that is part of the fun. But when it comes down to, like, technical-wise, you know... Oh, no, this is not a movie that you can judge technically. That's what I'm saying. This is... It's also, like, a perfect, like, pairing of Escape from L.A., I feel like. Like, in order to enjoy these movies, you really need to actually enjoy them, I feel like. A hundred percent. Depends on how you were raised. Were you a Stallone guy? Bruce Willis guy? Yeah, (laughs) you know, like, I feel like at face value, this is a very dislikable movie, almost. It's very oh, all dude, over the place. Very much so. Yeah. Like you, why, which brings us to Showdown in Little Tokyo. <laughs> masterpiece. <laughs> I was... I, Carpenter was someone I was raised on, so I probably got the nostalgia glasses for it, but Big Trouble in Little China is just one of those movies you don't 
need to like you can pop it on a Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. and you can like take care of schoolwork, house, whatever you got to do. <laughs> you can pop in at any time and just be like, "All right, cool. I'm just experiencing this." You're not watching it for technical purposes. You're not watching it for critical thinking. You're watching it because it's fun to look at and it's fun to watch Kurt Russell be cool and bumble around. Yeah. um, (laughs) Cam, what don't you like about this movie? Oh, I I understand James Hong as Lopon, the main villain, how that Mm. inspired Raiden in Mortal Kombat, but there's not enough of him on screen. There's okay. never enough James Hong. There's never, never enough. enough. Not even in Blade Runner. And I, I, this movie drags. I would have liked a little more charisma between Kim and Kurt. And there's some other fun heroes, but they again, they just don't have what I love in an Indiana Jones type throwback to 50 serials where I actually see them bonding. Uh, really, all I have to think is that. This just assembled more people who were part of Joel Silver's factory, like in later movies like Die Hard and what have you. And I, I understand it, and at the same time, I don't like. I I get why everyone likes the Jack Burton character. I just don't feel like the movie is worthy of this awesome a character. <laughs> I can you know it's, what, dude? That's a respectful it's re- statement. It's restricted in that. Yes, I like Kurt Russell. I like some of his one-liners. I just don't find him memorable because I'm just so distracted by all the other just trucker and that's how i felt about snake in escape from new york (laughs) see i get that dude well and the thing with snake is you know it was just a low budget movie Mm -hmm. that kind of like the terminator everyone just reacted to it because of the music score and the art design (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh so now that i've angered just about every john carpenter fan on the planet (laughs) (laughs) Cam, what would you rate this movie? <laughs> I'll let the others go first. <laughs> Alex, what would you rate this movie? <laughs> Three out of five, Naboo. There you go, bud. This, this solid watch, but technically it's not not, a, not nearly as strong as Carpenter's other works. Yeah, this is a half the way to boo for me. Um, middle of the road. No, because it's a middle of the road thing, dude. I enjoy this movie visually. Storytelling wise, it's a bumbling fucking mess. Um, I can still enjoy it though, you know. Guy but... with steam coming out of his head is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> really liked Escape from LA, dude. Really did. But Cam, back to you, dude. What do you rate uh, this okay. thing? You ready for it? Uh, so this is Death Star two, two out of five level. <laughs> there we go. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh boy. I... I just prefer Raiders of the Lost Ark. I even prefer, like, maybe Road Warrior. I just don't. <laughs> it's uh, all good, man. It's all good. Uh, don't worry. I'll. Hitman will come by my house later saying, take me back. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh. hey, hey. John Carpenter fans are not that, that weird. Yeah, they're not like Zack Snyder fans. Oh, yeah, true. No, 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 no. John Carpenter fans, I will say, are relatively respectful. Relatively. Well, yes, they're always going to have a few crapheads who just are negative no matter what. But for the most part, my interactions <laughs> with other John Carpenter fans have been nothing but positive. That's good. Well, lucky you, so. bud. Lucky you. And finally, we had a chance to go ahead and, you know, just do this follow-up to the Carpenter episode. I feel like we've covered pretty much 
a lot of his stuff now. Escape from Prince New York. Escape from L.A. The Thing. Big Trouble Little China. Uh, we're doing Halloween. The Halloween ends this year, so we're knocking that out. Yeah. <laughs> We've already done They Live. Um, eventually, oh, we'll have to do Prince of Darkness. You're right, but I feel like we after Prince of Darkness, and then whenever we no. get the Halloween sequels, we have all the main ones up there. Really, there, there's <laughs> one other one that you cannot forget about just because of how awesomely bad it is. What is that? Lord. Vampires. Ooh. John Carpenter's Vampires. That would be that'd be a great pairing. Just saying with Prince of Darkness. I can't, man. We can't do that. We have to have Showdown in Little Tokyo with Prince of Darkness. So Cam can Ooh. come back. Ooh. All right, all right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we could yeah. do we could do vampires too, Los Martos, because that's got the Bon Jovi seal of approval. That's always a good thing to have in life. <laughs> the bon Jovi seal of approval. Oh boy, but Jesus no. Christ, dude! Jesus he fucking is, Christ! He is involved in Prince of Darkness, I will say. Oh boy! So was Alice Cooper. Hey, huh? you know what else Alice Cooper was in? Wayne's what? World, another great film that we've talked about here on Galaxy of Film. And on and our website, Friday the 13th and Nightmare sequel each. And on our website, galaxyoffilm.com, you can find all of the other episodes where we've discussed other great films. <laughs> oh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week, though, guys. Um, I'm really glad we got to do this one finally, Alex. We've been talking about this yes. for a hot minute. Um, Thank you for coming on, Alex. You know, you've been here for God knows how long. We say this every time you're on here at this point, but where can listeners find you if they don't follow you already for whatever reason? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter and Letterbox at AWReams. That's A-W-R-E-A-M-S. And keep checking Drink of the Movies. You know, VIF is starting up. I have no idea when this is coming out, so we'll probably either have festival, <laughs> awards that. coverage, and the best of the year video will either be in editing or it will be out whenever this is released who knows maybe nice. yeah <laughs> cam i'm glad we would get you back on here dude it's been too long where can Likewise. listeners find you and your show jacked up review show is available on all your favorite apps spotify anchor podbean whatever the fuck you prefer it's on there <laughs> and we've been doing all kinds of franchises we've been getting to other filmmakers and just talking how you know why are they liked uh, resume wise or in pop culture where is mm-hmm. their influence felt with uh, other people who are significant in the film industry we try our best to just is like if we can't sum up where it's places in pop culture then we just don't have a show so we <laughs> always get detailed and it's been a delight having you on because uh, I guarantee you we'll get you on for a Star Wars ranking even Oh, we got to do that at some point, dude. We have so Man, many Star wait Wars for the episodes. next three TV show sequels, and then I can say, okay, <laughs> we'll stop it right there before Disney gets greedy and makes too much again. Something like that. Something like that, dude. Oh, well, to our listeners, thank you so much for listening. Go ahead, check out the website for all of our podcast episodes, all of our videography and short films, galaxyoffilm.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Galaxy of Film. If you enjoy the show, please consider us leaving us an iTunes and Spotify review. It truly does help out the show much more than you can imagine. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, guys.